0: Not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
1: And oftentimes the most righteous thing you can do is shake the table. I'm asking you to believe, not in my ability to bring about change, but in yours.
0: There is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if
2: only we're brave enough to be it. What's up Bulls and welcome to Lead On Podcast, a podcast designed to foster leadership development by talking to real leaders. Let's lean in and lead on. Hey Bulls, you're here with Sarah and Kelsey and we are so excited to introduce to you Kalinda Fisher, President and Founder of Advocate Market Research Bureau. Kalinda graduated from University of Buffalo in 1994 with a Bachelor's of Arts, Master's of Science and Sociology. Kalinda founded the Advocate Market Research Bureau in 1998. She began Advocate to help businesses and organizations gain a truer picture of their consumers by becoming the voice of their consumers and ultimately their advocate. She launched the Great Reset in 2018 and it became a nonprofit in 2020, which is in half of the United States in 10 countries. Kalinda has ample volunteer experience and has been given the first ever Changemaker Award in 2020 by the Market Research Council. Kalinda is an innovator with a positive, authentic attitude. In her free time, Kalinda enjoys the outdoors, her 90-pound puppy, and spending time with her family. Thank you so much for being here today, Kalinda. How are you doing?
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing fantastic. I really appreciate connecting with folks back in Buffalo and and specifically the people from UB. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. so happy to have you here today.
0: Uh, so will go ahead and jump right in. Our first question for you. Um, talk to us a little bit about what makes you a
1: leader. You know, I, I love this question. I love how you presented it because I don't believe leaders are born. I believe leaders mm-hmm. are made. And psychologists have debated this for, for eons as to if leaders are made or if they are born. And I believe they often uh, land on the fact that leaders are made. Mm-hmm. And uh, very much it relies on certain key characteristics, if you will, of people that help to make them a leader along the way. And I, um, I guess that that's sort of a, a good way to go with this is, is what makes me a leader are those characteristics that I just had innate in mm-hmm. me, if you will. And a big thing that always is a part of me is I don't settle. I don't settle mm-hmm. for what is I look forward to what can be mm-hmm. uh, another really big thing. That's a key characteristic of me is my empathy. I am an absolute tried and true empath. And, um, I think that that really helps me connect uh, with people that are working with me to move a vision forward. Um, and I, I think my, my drive and my independence, I was raised by a, a, a single mom and, uh, <laughs> You know, I learned early on that you you make your own way, and mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing to be able to do that and to depend on your own will and fortitude uh, to push forward. And then, lastly, I guess um, what makes me a I guess what makes me a, a good leader, if you will, if you want to use that terminology, which is humbling, um, is I I also have learned to be a risk taker in my years, okay. and I think that that's a big part of it too
2: empathy is so important, especially in this day and age. Um, it just, it's so important to be able to relate to people and to be able to like meet them where they're at, um, especially as a leader. And if you're going to expect people to follow you, you need to have that. So Mm -hmm. I really appreciate all of those.
1: Willing to be in the trenches with them. Don't (laughs) ask anyone to do anything that you wouldn't do yourself.
2: How did you get to kind of where you are today and kind of that mindset that you're in for what makes you a leader?
1: I guess it's just, uh, you know, it kind of goes along with all the, the key characteristics that I was saying, is it just, I saw things that I didn't think were the way they should be or could be, and I sought out different options. Um, for example, early on when I was uh, just out of school, And trying to decide what my path was. I was working for a uh, market research company in Buffalo. And they were at the point where their gorilla was about to leave them. And so I needed to decide what to do. And I had the opportunity to set up a market uh, research department for them. And I thought, goodness, if I can do this for them, I can do it for myself. And I can also do it how I want to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because when I was with um, the agency... Obviously, I was focused on their clients, and so I only had so much say in what I did on a day-to-day basis, and I knew I wanted to do more. I wanted to do a lot. Um, I wanted to kind of blanket uh, the industries and talk about healthcare and banking and uh, CPG and all these different things, and I knew if I started my own company, I could do that, which would give me a a wider breadth of um, opportunities and just uh, that many more opportunities to learn a little bit more along the way. So I think that um, I think that that's, that's kind of how I came into being a leader to begin with, is that I just simply saw things that I wanted to change. And that surely was a key factor in starting my not-for-profit, uh, The Great Reset. Mm-hmm. Very frustrated at the fact that people were no longer speaking really to mm-hmm. one another uh, beyond surface speak. And I wanted people to come together and share perspectives. And I knew it could be done and it wasn't being done. And so I invited people around my dining room table, and now we're in half of the states across the country, Mm -hmm. and we're in 10 different countries having conversations about relevant topics of the day. So uh, when you see things that need to be changed, change it.
0: Well, that's great. I think conversations absolutely need to be had. And that's part of the reason why we wanted to start this podcast was to really open the floor to any of our listeners and say, like, here are some really great things that UB alumni are able to share. Um, And that would be one of the things is create those connections, still have those relevant conversations, but start having those conversations regardless. Um, Pandemic aside, you know, there's still ways to do that via, you know, things like Zoom and other recordings. Um, It's important to continue to have those conversations. So I'm, I'm so glad that you're able to make that happen. So for our next question, um, can you talk to us a little bit about how you continue to grow and develop as
1: a leader? Yeah, no, this one's easy because it has nothing to do with me. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Honestly, you surround yourself with really good, really smart people. Um, And and leaders have said that before, but you know what? It's really, really true. Uh, Mm -hmm. With The Great Reset, I am so fortunate to have people who are uh, top of their game in marketing, top of their game in research, top of their game in conflict management, uh, journalists, editors, students. I've got all these different voices in this conversation to help build the best platform to, to bring conversation to other people across the globe. And it's only because I rely on these other people that simply their skill set far exceeds mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's they share a vision for doing the same thing of, of opening up conversation and discovering community through conversation. And it's because of that, that I'm able to continue to grow and to continue to learn because there is no one from whom you can't learn something. So open your eyes and open your ears mm-hmm. and open your heart. It's so
0: funny wow. that you mentioned that. We had just spoken to somebody a, a few episodes prior, <laughs> um, but we had he had mentioned literally the exact same thing. Look for the people that are smart, that have those skill sets that you don't have, and encourage them to keep going and utilize their strengths and skills. And um, mm-hmm. I forget, it. he called them superstars, like looking for those superstars. We call them in our leadership classes, the mavericks, looking for those change agents, the ones that are going to create the ultimate, the most change that will continue to push the you know conversations forward, that will continue to push the company forward. So mm-hmm. uh, it feels nice and reassuring that that's yeah. you know, a legitimate thing.
2: So, Kalinda, talk to us about your leadership style and um, how you like to lead your teams. Like, what's your secret sauce? And
1: Oh, my leadership style. So this one's funny because I actually deferred to um, all those who surround me in The Great Reset, actually, and I asked them this question, um, and I... I- was incredibly humbled um by what they said quite honestly so there are a million different leadership styles probably as many leadership styles as there are leaders right (laughs) but uh they they were kind enough to sort of label me uh in a certain way that I really just um just really warmed my heart you know they said your leadership style is is, um, more of a coach. You're very motivational. Uh, you're a visionary. Um, you know, you really inspire people to see beyond what is, um, I'm a servant leader. I'm humble and I'm protective. Um, and I can say that only because they told me that otherwise I wouldn't be very humble if I just said that. Like when I heard that, my heart literally just melted because I was like, you don't understand what this means to have people that work with me to do something that I feel is just so important to the world. To have them say that I'm a humble leader. Um, They also said I'm democratic, uh, which was fantastic. Um, that I'm also a a pace setter, I'm, I'm helpful, and I'm motivational, and I tend to kind of get in the weeds with them. So those were all things that I thought, my goodness, how grateful I am to have surrounded myself with people that see what I'm hoping to, to put forth. Um, So it's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty impressive. I thought I, I was um, odd that people saw me that way. The way
0: that you lead is actually the way that people do like to be led as well. I think that's important Mm -hmm. to recognize.
2: Today's episode is sponsored by Prime Student. And as a UB student, I love Prime Student because I get a ton of benefits like fast and easy shipping, Prime Video, and Amazon Music. Prime Student also helps my school year run smoothly. Finding school essentials can be stressful, but Prime Student makes my life so much easier. To sign up for your own six-month trial at no cost, go to primestudent.co slash u at Buffalo 1 and sign up using your UB email. Let's get back to the episode.
0: So you've mentioned, um, you know, a few of your uh, organizations that you're working with, The Great Reset, um, but what other types of programs and maybe organizations have you been involved with since really starting your career? And why should students try to get involved in some of
1: those? Yeah, so this one makes me chuckle a little bit because <clears throat> so my husband, um, Tony Cassio, like I said, he's from Canisius, but we love him nonetheless. <laughs> um, he's always been the board guy, right? He was always on every board that was out there. And I really kind of was the person behind the scenes. And so I kind of, you know, for years, I was thinking, wait, am I doing enough? As I'm sitting here raising our two children and starting a company of my own, I finally realized, yeah, I'm probably doing enough and I might even be learning something along the way. And so I have to laugh when you say what organizations and, and affiliations have you sort of belonged to since starting your career? Because literally, you know, I a year prior to having our first child, I was starting Epic and market research. Wow. And so it was that whole thing of learning not only to have my own career, my own business, but also learning how to bring children into the world and still have balance and a connection with your husband and then bring my second child into the world and still continue to have balance. And then along the way, then I was fortunate enough to serve on the board of the Red Cross, which was absolutely incredible. And of course, uh, as of late, um, well, not as of late, it actually started about 10 years ago was my connection with the alumni of UB. And so I'm now the, um, I think they call it regional leaders um, down in Nashville with uh, you being just connecting alumni. But long story short, uh, be it parenting or my spot at at Red Cross or my affiliation with the Alumni Association, what it does, those types of connections and organizations that you reach out to and join and become a part of, what it does above everything else, quite honestly, is teaches you balance, teaches you how to balance this thing called life. And you can have your career and you can have your social life and you can have your not-for-profits and you can have all these different things. But at the end of the day, you need to find balance. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a board position might fit your space in life and sometimes it might not. And you need to be okay backing off and saying, now is not the time. Mm -hmm. So balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's like,
2: on so many levels i think college students coming in and being like go get involved like do anything you want and it's like not learning to say no and not learning to choose things that truly align with your values i love doing values activities with Mm first-year students because i think it gives them an understanding of like okay here are my values like is student government or is it um being a diversity advocate, like aligning with them like what kind of best aligns and going there and then not utilizing that idea of comparison of like, oh, but my roommate's doing X, Y, Z. And, mm-hmm. but it's like, let's not compare. And it's so, I mean, it's so much easier said than done. And like, yeah. I mean, I say this as I'm on social media majority of time in my day. And um, it's just so important to hear that, especially from successful yes. woman leaders that, you don't need to compare Mm -hmm. and you don't need to do everything and to do things. So I just, I really value that as a young woman and a hopeful leader um, of an organization one
1: day. And I just think like, I just really appreciate you sharing that. Um, So thank you. And I hope you find balance because it's, it's a lifelong skill that that takes a life to, to acquire and to hone, but it's, it's worth it. And just, you know, and you're going to fail along the way. Heck, I'm you know 51 and I'm still failing at it sometimes. I'm you know, still too frazzled or I'm still too harried or still in too many different directions. Mm-hmm. But then you you take a deep breath and you reassess. And like I said, you find out what speaks to your heart and brings you joy. And that's what you do. Mm-hmm. I love
0: that's that. That's what you do.
1: Lastly, we just want to know what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given yeah. So, you know, I guess two pieces of advice are the, are the best bits of advice I've ever been given. And, and the first one is be true to you. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that I've, I've already sort of elaborated how that's helped me along the way and find your joy um, and find those things that really speak to your soul. So I think be true to you is, is really important and it's something that I've really taken to heart. And the other one is, quite honestly, if there's not a seat at the table for you, you know what, drag your own. Bring it along mm-hmm. and make a seat.
0: Oh Awesome. Welcome. Fantastic. Wonderful. Perfect advice.
1: Cool. Well, I, you know, my heart goes out to you guys. It just <laughs> does. I just wish I could give you great big hugs. It just, it's such a tough time, <laughs> you know, and you guys are doing great things and offering this opportunity for people to hear, you know, moments of levity and hope mm-hmm. because that's the problem, right, is when you're younger, you don't have all this experience to kind of let you know that it it will be okay at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and we will get through this, um, and there is a light at the end of the tunnel because you're young. You haven't potentially been through some of the things that we're going through right now, and even though I've never been through a pandemic, and I'm new to this as, long, as well as you, I've been through other things that have been equally as difficult that I thought, oh my goodness, this will never end, mm-hmm. but then it does. And then something opens up at the end of the day and you realize, oh my goodness, and maybe, strangely, at the end of the day, we're better for it. Yes. And so that's, I hope that, I really hope that people have reassessed sort of their purpose in life, if you will, yeah. their connections to people, uh, their need of other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that at the end of this, we come out of it stronger and healthier and happier <laughs> <laughs> and just ready to take on the world because Boy, do we need it. Yes. So, so <laughs> Three, agreed here. Nine.
0: Awesome. Well, Calinda, thank you so much for your time and everything that you were able to share. Um, these are some really wonderful lessons learned. And we so appreciate um, everything you've been able to teach us so far. We really can't wait to share with our listeners. So thank you again. Appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks for
0: listening to this week's episode of Lead On. We hope you join us next week to discover more secrets of great leadership. In the meantime, lean in and lead on.